Good day from Sydney, Australia. This is Radio Rotary. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebois, who's speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia. Join us for the next half hour as I speak to Rotarians from around the world about all the great things Rotary is doing to help humanity. And we'll be back after these important messages. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved because these legs never grew weak because this child never got polio. Over the past 20 years, Rotary Club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio. Now we are on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. We are indeed privileged to have with us on Radio Rotary here at the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia, the Honorable Jenny Durin. She is the Assistant Secretary for Health and Environment Safeguards Branch in the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade here in Australia from Canberra. And uh, Madam Secretary, good morning. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Oh, good morning. It's a very great pleasure to be with you today. Now, um, Secretary Duren, you had some remarks here at the uh, Water and Sanitation Conference about how a lack of clean water and a lack of proper sanitation affects not uh, everyone in general, but particularly uh, women, young women, mothers. Uh, could you expand upon that for our radio audience? That's right. Well, what I was saying to the uh to the Rotarians in my presentation is that even though we've made great progress in water and sanitation, there are still 700 million people who don't have access to adequate water or good quality drinking water, and there are 2.6 billion people who don't have access to proper sanitation. That's billion with a B. That's billion with a B. That's extraordinary in 2014. And of course, organisations like Rotary are doing a tremendous job of trying to help turn that around, as are the Australian government uh, and other organisations. Um, but the people who are disproportionately affected um, by that lack of access uh, are women and girls. In what way are they disproportionately uh, affected? Well, in, uh, in developing countries and in poor communities, women spend an awful lot of their time carting water. And when they're doing that, they're not in the fields tending their crops, they're not looking after their children, uh, or in some cases they're not going to school. Uh, a school that doesn't have proper sanitation facilities is not actually good for girls, you know, and it keeps girls away from school. So we recognise that we need to do something about that, and Rotarians recognise that we need to do something about that. Now, the issue with the young girls, of course, is a question of modesty when they uh, have to go use a facility, as opposed to the boys who 
uh, can just go off and find the nearest tree. As as, as uh, my darling wife says, we used to be in Boy Scouts uh, as a Boy Scout leader. Well, the world is your bathroom, but <laughs> you know that's why she didn't go camping. Um, is that what we're talking about? The the issue of the modesty of the uh, young women as they become teenagers. Well, that's right. I mean, in some cases, it's also about uh, security in conflict-affected areas. Uh, but if you want a girl to go to school, there need to be toilets so that they can use them, uh, so that there are proper sanitary facilities. Uh, and uh, they need to be able to have uh, access to water that's close enough uh, so that they're not spending all of their time up getting water for the family. And how is the Australian government, uh, through your office, uh, Secretary uh in helping out with this kind of situation. How are you in partnership with Rotary helping getting water to the less privileged? Well, we have very large water and sanitation programs in our own region in particular, the uh, Indian Ocean Asia Pacific region, uh, where we work with governments and with non-government organisations to create the right sort of environment uh, so that projects like the ones that Rotary um, provide uh, can be provided as efficiently, effectively and sustainably as possible. So that could be policy change, uh, it could be legal change, uh, it could be providing money directly to organisations to co-finance their work. It could be learning lessons so that we're not just talking about the good things that we're doing, but we're also learning from our mistakes together and working out how we can do things better. Well, thank you for that partnership, and thank you and everyone here in Australia for being such gracious hosts, being so friendly. It's a beautiful country. Sydney's a beautiful city, and uh, if you're within the sound of my voice, you definitely want to come visit Australia sometime. And you get to meet wonderful people like uh, Jenny Durin, Assistant Secretary for Health and Environmental Safeguards Branch in the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade from Canberra. Madam Secretary, thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary. Oh, you're very welcome. And if I may say in a uh, well-used uh, Aussie phrase, um, uh, g'day Rotary. <laughs> g'day, Madam Secretary. Well, I've traveled all the way to the other end of the world to come from New York to Sydney, Australia, only to run into one of my favorite Rotarians from Hudson Valley, Dr. Tam Mustafa. Dr. Tam, good morning and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning, good morning. I'm so happy to see you, Jonah. I'm happy to see you, Tam. Now, you're involved with something called the Rotary Leadership Institute. And besides the uh, opportunity which you join Rotary for the fun, the food, and the fellowship, you get leadership skills that you can take back not only to your Rotary Club, but in your own personal business or professional life. So tell us a little bit about the Rotary Leadership Institute. It's so popular right now, it's almost in all the continents except Antarctica, which we hope to get pretty soon. But when we are here at the, at the International Convention, the more people signing up, more districts joining, and there's so much interest. And we have a, a, a breakfast Wednesday morning, and we have more people signing up here to come for the breakfast. So what kind of skills do you teach at the Rotary Leadership Institute? It's a combination of Rotary knowledge as well as leadership skills. Leadership skills to conduct your own personal life, leadership skills to conduct your club level, how to delegate, how to get goal setting, and also you get enough Rotary knowledge. People, for example, somebody the other day who has been a Rotarian for 20 years said if he had gone to Rotary Leadership Institute 20 years ago, he would have been RI president by now. So that's what people are talking about. So, Tam, you're also involved with our Rotary Foundation. Uh, we've done some wonderful work through the Rotary Foundation for ending polio. Um, why is the Rotary Foundation important to you? 
it is the way we do good so we make people feel good by doing something good not just for themselves not just for their own backyard but for the whole humanity and you're involved in a club in uh, Columbia County which club which club is that Kinderhook Thai Village and when do you meet on Wednesday night actually evening 6 o'clock anybody is welcome anybody and we have so much fun we have so much camaraderie and good food too so it's Wednesday evening 6 o'clock where where's the location senior center not because we are seniors but that's the center we are meeting at <laughs> very good and if you're in the area of Columbia County and want to stop in tell them Tam sent you and if you're not in Columbia County but would like to join the fun the food and the fellowship of rotary go to rotary.org r o t r y.org click on the club locator button type in your hometown find out where your rotary club meets get to join and get to meet some great people like Dr. Tam Mustafa Dr. Tam enjoy the rest of the convention thank you John I always pleasure seeing you talking to you and all the best my next guest on radio rotary is Claire Monroe a member of the staff at Rotary International and her expertise is in the fight against polio good morning Claire and welcome to radio rotary good morning thanks for having me my pleasure why are we talking about polio now I'm a whole lot older than you are Claire and I remember in the mid 1950s the miracle of the salt and saving the vaccines and polio was eradicated in the United States why are we still talking about polio We are still talking about polio because polio is still endemic in three countries: Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Nigeria. Um, and so, Rotary's number one priority is polio eradication, and so we are working to eradicate polio in those three remaining countries. And Rotary has been involved in this since the mid-1980s, right, Claire? Correct. And we've had a tremendous success because, uh, even though it's still around in, as you said, three countries, it was involved in dozens of countries. And recently, India, which has a very large population, in the last couple of years was declared polio-free. That was a really big feather in our cap. Correct. Um, so when Rotary, we've seen a 99% reduction um, in the number of polio cases since Rotary started in polio eradication. And in March, we celebrated the Southeast Asia region being declared polio-free, um, which was another 11 countries that now do not have uh, polio. And I know that uh, Bill Gates, the uh, fellow from Microsoft fame, is uh, a very big supporter of ours. He's uh, donated a late, great deal of money for Rotarians to match. How are we doing on meeting those matching funds? We are doing really well. We met our first year match, so Rotary um, committed $35 million for polio eradication and then received $70 million for, uh, from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. We are currently working on our second year of the agreement, which is for Rotary to raise and spend $35 million or to commit $35 million to polio eradication and Bill and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation will match it two to one. So we will, when we meet that commitment, we will receive $70 million from the Well, that's terrific. You know, here at your display at the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, you have an iron lung, something I remember from when I was a boy. We visited one of my fellow Cub Scouts in our Cub Scout pack, and he was uh, confined to an iron lung. Uh, hopefully, we'll never get to see these things other than right here, like in a museum-quality exhibit. So, Claire, um, what's the message that you want to give our listeners about polio? Uh, is there a way they can help? Is there a website they can look at? We would encourage everyone to visit npoliono.org um, and to share your story on how you you support polio eradication um, and to for, go for updates and also to save the date for um, World Polio Day on October 24th. 
um, we will be having a live stream event and we have our first confirmed speaker, um, Minda Dentler, who was originally from Mumbai, India and is a polio survivor and a triathlete. Well, that's terrific. And that website again is N-E-N-D Polio Now. Be sure to check on it and see what the great things that Rotary is doing, led by our great staff member, Claire Monroe. Claire, thanks for so much for joining us on Radio Rotary this morning. And we'll be back with more of our exclusive coverage of the Rotary International 105th Annual Convention from Sydney, Australia, right after these important messages. Join us for the fabulous Hudson Valley Rib Fest, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, August 15th, 16th, and 17th at the Ulster County Fairgrounds in New Paltz. There's great entertainment. And great food. Play area and rides for the kids. And great food. Loads of vendors. And have we mentioned the great food? That's the Hudson Valley Rib Fest, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, August 15th, 16th, and 17th at the Ulster County Fairgrounds in New Paltz. Be there. It's Kinderhook Tri-Village Rotary's 4th Annual Columbia County Rotary Ride. Saturday, August 16th at Independence Way, Valencia, New York. 10-mile, 30-mile, and 60-mile routes. Free cookout and free t-shirt for the first 250 who register in advance. Registration is just $35 prior to the event or $45 on the day of the event. To register, go to bikereg.com. That's B-I-K-E-R-E-G.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With locations throughout the tri-state region in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community. Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Joan Retrieve Wasser speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia, where we're going to be talking with Rotarians from around the world about all the great things Rotary is doing today. We're coming to you today from the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia, and I'm privileged to have with me uh, as my guest, Rotarian Margarita Yuko, uh, to talk a little bit about clean water and sanitation. Margarita, good morning and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning, John. I am very happy to be here with you. So uh, you're involved with something called WASRAG, which is spelled W-A-S-R-A-G. It has nothing to do with grabbing a piece of cloth and cleaning off the milk spill from your counter. It's much more serious than that, but it's a wonderful organization. Tell us, what is the uh, WASRAG group all about? Well, I, I like very much the name because it certainly is a very catchy name and it makes people curious to find out what it is. And WASRAG is Water and Sanitation Rotary Action Group. And it's a group of Rotarians uh, of, that are experts in the field of water and sanitation in several countries in the world that are focused on projects that involve water and sanitation. How big a problem is it around the world that uh, people don't have clean water? Uh, you and I both live in the United States, you're in Chicago, I'm in New York. We want water, we just turn on the tap and out it comes, nice and clean and plentiful and potable, it won't make us sick. Uh, is it a big problem around the world for people not having clean water? 
Oh, it's clearly it is, and I wouldn't say uh, I don't. There are hundreds of millions of people all over the world that uh, do not have access to clean water nor water uh, on a regular basis either, and they are everyday 2,000 children that die of preventable diseases due to the lack of clean water. So it is a very serious issue, and uh, we I am very fortunate to be with Rotary and with this group to know that we are able to do a little contribution or a bigger contribution to improve the situation. And how are Rotarians uh, going around the world to uh, assure clean water? I know some clubs uh, have well projects, they, they dig wells, others have filtration projects. What kind of thing does the WASHREG group recommend? Well, it's all those things involved, and, and the good thing is that uh, governments can have uh, big projects that involve water and sanitation for the population, but at the same time, not only you need an intervention at a macro level, but Rotary, with its small or medium-sized projects, can also bring, uh, can also provide help at a, at a small level, at a village level. So there are thousands of Rotarians all over the world that are involved in building wells or doing filtration systems or, uh, or building uh, filtration plants to purify water. So you know, I believe that the projects are in the hundreds and it's not in the thousands. So there are millions of dollars and volunteer hours that are dedicated to this effort. You know, clean water, uh, Margarita Yuko, uh, is not just uh, getting something into your system makes you uh, not ill, you know, keeps you healthy, but it becomes a social issue because in many countries, young girls are tasked with the project of going down to the creek or the communal well and coming back with, uh, you know, gallons upon gallons of water on their shoulders or on their head, and as a result, they're not permitted to go to school anymore. Uh, it becomes a substantial social issue. What's the WASRAG group doing about that? Well, to give you an example, I have been working on a, on a global grant in Burkina Faso where we had that issue with young mothers who um, had to go and fetch water from their wells uh, that they were a, a considerable distance from the place where they lived. And also they had, since the water was available in those wells, they had their vegetable and fruit gardens nearby. So they had to spend hours walking there uh, looking after the gardens, watering the plants, eh, and then picking up the fruits and vegetables, carrying them on their back, plus the water on their heads, plus the baby on their back. Eh, and it was an enormous waste of their valuable time. Uh, so uh, what we did in this project was to move these gardens that they were far away from the, the community where they lived, and we brought them very close to the homes where they lived, and um, uh, so now the, these women have to walk a few feet there, and while, while some of them are harvesting or watering their gardens, uh, other mothers can take care of the, everybody's children. So they have to walk, you know, as I said, a few, not even a hundred feet to their home. So what we are doing here, we have built uh, a hairdressing and a sewing school. So all that time that was spent in carrying products and babies in their bags, is used to learn a new skill. So, um, and this skill, you know, women can become hairdressers or seamstresses. So no matter where they live in the country, uh, they will have a skill that they can put to good use and generate an income for their families. Margaret Yuko, uh, what you're doing is a tremendous uh, project uh, that makes Rotary proud to have Rotarians like yourself 
helping people around the world. And if people want more information about Rag and how Rotarians are helping bring clean water and proper sanitation, I know there's a website. It's uh, washrag.org, W-A-S-R-A-G.org. And uh, if you're interested in joining Rotary, go to rotary.org, click on your club locator button, uh, type in your hometown, and uh, join us for the fun, the food, the fellowship. And you get to meet wonderful people like Margarita Yuko. And I don't know if you heard that bell behind us, folks, but that means that they're calling in the speakers to the next session, and Margarita's one of them. Margarita Yuko, thank you so much for joining us in Radio Rotary, and thanks for helping people around the world have clean water. Thank you, Jonah, very much, and I look forward to helping you or speaking with you at any other time you need so. Thank you, Margarita. This is Jonah Trebowasser speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in beautiful Sydney, Australia. And we're joined today by a charming young lady by the name of Kathy Putz, and she is part of an organization called Room to Read. Kathy, good morning and welcome to Radio Rotary. Thanks, Joe. Nice to see you. So what is Room to Read all about? So Room to Read is a nonprofit organization. Um, we're a global organization based in the States, actually, but we have chapters all over the world. Um, and we use our grassroots chapter organizations to drive donations and um, contribute to the um, global organization. Room to Read itself is founded on the principles of girls' literacy and girls' education, gender equality in girls educa and education for girls, and um, literacy generally. So. We have primary school programs focusing on literacy for the primary age children and for um, secondary schools focusing on girls and getting them through secondary education level and giving them life skills to cope with. Is there any particular countries that you focus on or is this around the world? So we focus on 10 um, developing countries and those are uh, India, Bangladesh, Nepal, Laos, Vietnam, Cambodia, and in Africa, Tanzania, Zambia, and South Africa. Now, are there cultural issues where in these countries people may feel that, you know, the, the place of a girl is to help out at home, get married, and raise a whole big family, and then not get educated? Is that the issue we're dealing with here? Well, I think I think that does feed into it, probably the, the culture, um, and that would come from um, the older generation. I think what we've found um, is that generally children are very hungry for education, unlike in some Western countries where we're a bit lazy about education and kids don't really appreciate the education opportunities that they've been given. Children in developing countries are quite aware that education is the way to move them out of poverty and move them to the next level. So we hear over and over again that education is what they want and you know the schools and the opportunity to study and to move to a better life. Is, um, is what they want. And when you can get the parents and then further from the parents, the community to um, buy into that and to back that. And we, um, when we're working on the ground, we are supported by the community, um, by the schools. Room to Read doesn't put Western, doesn't put Westerners in to, you know, build the schools or to run the country program. If we um, use in-country people and get the community to, to buy in and then they have ownership of the school and what their children and the next generation is going to do. And you give them the pride of self-sufficiency. They can point to that school right. and say, that's something we built. That's right. That's exactly right. So, Kathy, if people want to learn more about Room to Read, is there a website or how would they find out about that? Yeah, absolutely. Roomtoread.org. And it's T-O, not number two. That is correct. Roomtoread.org. Well, Kathy Putz, thank you so much for everything you're doing 
to help girls' literacy around the world. And thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasa speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Sydney, Australia. And with me today is John Ebbett of CareFlight. Good morning, John, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning, and thanks very much for the time to talk to you. My pleasure. What is CareFlight? Well, we're actually an aeromedical charity in Australia, and we're involved in doing uh, rescue and retrieval uh, in various parts of Australia, and also doing a lot of education and supporting volunteers. Now, uh, you do rescue work? I mean, like go into floods and fires and things like that? No, it's more medical rescue. I mean, just this morning we flew out to a motor vehicle accident in Sydney where someone had been trapped in the car and we were able, with, our, with the help of the fire brigade, our doctors and paramedics get the guy out and get him off to hospital. And do you fly fixed wing or helicopters? We fly helicopters in Sydney, but in the remote areas of Australia, like the Northern Territory, it's fixed wing. And uh, how is Rotary helping out with this? Well, Rotary's been a supporter of us since we started uh, 28 years ago, and without their uh, donations, uh, particularly in Sydney, we wouldn't be operating our helicopter service. Now, is this something that's unique to Australia, or is this kind of model known around the world? Uh, it's known around the world. There's actually organisations called CareFlight that I know of in the USA, and um, it's, it's a very common sort of thing, but we were pretty much a pioneer in Australia in starting it 28 years ago. Well, John Abbott of CareFlight, thank you so much for what you do to help people in distress, and thanks for talking to us this morning on Radio Rotary. It's a pleasure, and thanks for your support of Rotary. Well, I hope you have enjoyed listening to our special coverage of the Rotary International Convention from Sydney, Australia. My thanks to our engineer, Jay Verzi, for the superb editing job. My thanks also to the media representatives from Rotary International, Vivian Fiore and Elizabeth Minnelli, for all of their help. And thanks most of all, ladies and gentlemen, to you for tuning in to Radio Rotary every week at this same time. Till next week, this is Jonah Trebowasa saying so long from Sydney, Australia. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.